Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles today to Matthew chapter number 12. Uh, Matthew chapter number 12 and verse number 1. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Heavenly Father, we do come before you today. ask that you would bless the reading of your word, that you would open our eyes to see and our ears to hear, and our hearts to understand the things that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, it is important to note that this was being done on the Sabbath. So here come the accusations. Now realize that as we discussed last time, the tone, the tenor of our Lord was beginning to change as the gospel, the kingdom was slowly being rejected. Now they are actively seeking to find fault. They are looking for a reason to kill him. He is clearly their enemy now. Now, in regards to the Sabbath, the Sabbath means cessation or rest. It was given to Israel as a sign of Israel's covenant relationship with God. And we find it being given in Exodus chapter number 31 and verse number 16. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. Why? Because it is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Furthermore, a violation of the the Sabbath meant death. In Exodus chapter 31, 14, you shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death, for whoever, whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Work shall be done for six days, but on the Sabbath it is the Sabbath of wrath, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. And then we find some very quick um, examples of what happened when one violated um, the, the Sabbath. In Exodus chapter number 35, for example, in Exodus 35 and Verse number one, and Moses gathered all of the congregation of the children of Israel together, and he said to them, These are the words of the Lord who has commanded you. Work shall be done for six days, but on the Sabbath day it will be holy day for you, a Sabbath day of rest to the Lord. Whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. You shall kindle no fire throughout all your dwellings on the Sabbath day. But when we and when we get over into Numbers chapter number 15 and verse number 32, we see the teeth of this commandment. Now, while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man. What was he doing? He was gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. And those who found him gathering the sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. And they put him under the guard because it had not been explained what should be done to him. And then the Lord said to Moses, the man must surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. 
And so the Lord commanded Moses, all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him with stones, and he died. So that's the law of the Sabbath. And in the Old Testament, uh, we can see that it was, it was very serious. It was a sign of the covenant about the, in regards to the relationship between God and his people. But verse number three, but he said to them, have you not read what David did when he was hungry and they that were with him? How he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests. And have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath day the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? Jesus is responding by giving them two examples from the Old Testament where the law was actually violated and God permitted it. These were times of necessity. These were times of service to God. These were times of acts of mercy. He is reaffirming that God, yes, he made the Sabbath for man's benefit and his glory, but he never intended it to be a yoke of bondage. In Mark chapter 227, and he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. In Mark 2.27, again, he said, um, that's not the verse I was looking for. That's a repeat of the other verse. But the point is, the Sabbath was made for you guys, not, and you guys were not made for it. And the first example that he uses is when David ate the showbread, which was by law for the priest only. And he did this while he was fleeing from Saul. So this is an example of the Sabbath being broken, broken and permissibly so from the Old Testament. First Samuel 21. Now David came to Nob and Ahimelech the priest and Ahimelech was afraid when he met David and he said to him, why are you alone? And no one was with you. So David said to Ahimelech the priest, the king has ordered me on some business. And he said to me, do not let anyone know about the business on which I send you or what I have commanded you. And I have directed my young men to such and such a place. Now, therefore, what have you on hand? Now, no doubt David was lying. David was lying. He was misleading Ahimelech. But he's hungry and he needs food. And he says, give me the loaves of bread in my hand or whatever can be found. And the priest answered David and said, there's no common bread on hand. In other words, there's no bread that's meant for, you know, uh, just common consumption here. There's only the holy bread or the show bread. And if the young men have at least kept themselves from women, in other words, if they're at least pure in that sense, then David answered the priest and said to him, truly women have been kept from us for about three days since I came out and the vessels of the young men are holy and the bread is in effect common, even though it was consecrated in the vessel this day. So the priest gave him the holy bread, for there was no bread there but the showbread, which had been taken from before the Lord and put hot bread in its place on the day when it was taken away. It's interesting that the example that the Lord gives here, notice the parallel, is David who was fleeing from his life from King Saul. So to Jesus, 
is basically fleeing for his life at this point because the religious leaders have already found they're going to kill him. And his disciples are having to walk through the cornfields because the rejection is already there. They're already picking corn as they're walking and eating because, in essence, they are fleeing from the religious leaders, just like King David or David was going to be fleeing from Saul. Now, the second example was the violation of the priests on the Sabbath when they offered the lambs for a burnt offering. Now, what does it mean to profane the Sabbath? Well, it means that while everyone else uh, was honoring the Sabbath by not lifting a finger in Israel to keep the Sabbath, the priests were working twice as hard to keep up with the sacrifices that were required. In Numbers 28.9, and on the seventh day, two lambs of their first year without blemish and two tenths of an ephah of fine flour as a grain offering, mix it with oil with its drink offering. This is the burnt offering for every Sabbath besides the regular burnt offering with its drink offering. Jesus is saying that the priest were in essence breaking the law in order to comply with the greater law in that the law expressly forbade the making of fire on the Sabbath. But they were making the fire so that the animals could be sacrificed and the butchering butchering of animals. And yet that is exactly what the priests were doing. They were back there kindling a fire and butchering animals. He is beginning to build his case that he is the ultimate fulfillment of the law. In him would come the rest that God truly wanted for his people in the giving of the law if they would accept it. And Jesus goes on to say, but I say unto you in verse six, that in this place is one greater than the temple. But if you had known what this means, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless. Two things to notice here. First, Jesus is quoting from Hosea 6, 6, where it says, For I desired mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Second, in Jesus' argument to defend himself and his disciples, he points to a prophet, which was Hosea, who declared God loves mercy more than sacrifice, to a priest who worked on the Sabbath just like he was doing, and to a king who was being rejected, David. Our Lord is comparing himself to a prophet, a priest, and a king. In essence, our Lord is proclaiming himself to be a prophet, a priest, and a king. And then in verse number eight, for the son of man is Lord, even of the Sabbath day. What is our Lord saying? Barnes, Albert Barnes says here, the savior refers to himself and to his own dignity and power. In essence, he is saying, I have power over the laws. Why? Because I made the laws. Thus, I have the right to change them or set them aside, if only for a moment, if I want to. But also, and this is what you can't miss, he is declaring that he is the ultimate fulfillment of the Sabbath. 
in that he is offering not a temporal rest, but a permanent rest. Remember what he said in the previous chapter, in Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 28? Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Why? Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God bless you. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good. Thank you for listening today. I also serve churches in the areas of pulpit supply, conferences, retreats, and revivals. If I can be a service to you and your ministry, I would love to hear from you. 